After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Calgary Flames fans, it's time for Flames Unfiltered. Entertaining and controversial hockey talk with your host, Brad Burry. The streak is snapped at seven. The real question is now, how will the Flames respond to the loss? It is time for another episode of Flames Unfiltered. I am the host of the show, Brad Brood, from the Inside Edge Hockey News. It is episode 23, December 15th, 2019. And wow, the streak has stopped at seven wins. And points in nine games, boy. How do you be upset if you're a Flames fan? What's wrong with Jeff Fo- Jeff Ward, though? Finally loses? Come on. No, I'm just joking. So far, so good. We're through, uh, I mean, come on, guys. Two weeks ago, it was the end of the hockey world for Flames fans. Like, it could not get any worse. So we better keep our heads up and be pretty damn happy with the way things are going. Because I think the team's been good lately. But you know what? Now they've lost, and they've kind of got that out of the way. Because it was bound to happen. We can't win every game from here on out. But now how will they react? How will the Flames fans react? Because you know what? When the Bill Peters thing went down and everything went wild and crazy, we kind of lost our expectations. Because it was so doom and gloom. that Like, there was no hope for us anymore. Well, now, after... Points in nine. I don't know. My expectations are pretty high for this team again. You know, what are yours as fans? And now what if they drop two or three here in a row? How are we going to react? Are we going to stay positive and and push forward with his team? Are we going to start throwing daggers at players? It'll be interesting. Watching Saturday, I was just kind of, and I don't know if it was because of an afternoon, it was an afternoon game or or what, but it was kind of like ho-hum for me. Well, we're losing kind of ho-hum. I didn't think we had a chance to even, I didn't feel like we were going to score. I didn't. If we were held to the perimeter, I don't know. I hate afternoon games though. I always feel like that, that Calgary plays crappy in the afternoon. Players like it. I know Derek Ryan said he likes it. I know a couple other players say they like it. I don't know why they like it. I hate them. I hate them. I like my to focus all day and get ready for a big game at night. And I don't know, I think from a fan's perspective, probably a little different than a player. They like to get home too and have, you know, not waste a whole day. Like when you play at night, you got morning skating and you nap and you kind of, you know, it's, it consumes your whole day where if you play early, I get it, especially at home. It's kind of nice to get home to the family too. Christmas is coming. What a great time to spend time with your family. Really kind of overlook things and take things for granted in life. And boy, we really need to appreciate those times tonight my wife and i took kids down to watch the cp rail holiday christmas train which i know is heading 
up into the Alberta area here real soon, but it's fun. It was cold. Um, but you know what? It was, couldn't be an, it couldn't be a nicer night. Christmas lights. Santa was there. Train came to town full of lights, Christmas music, good entertainers. Snow was falling. It was good. We got cold a little bit. Girls got cold. My son, he was, he wasn't too bad. But you know what? That's what Christmas is about, is doing those things with family. Whether it be getting out to a Flames game or a junior hockey game or, or just enjoying time at home with the family. That's what Christmas is about. We need to keep that in mind over the next couple of weeks. Today on the episode, healthy players equals roster dilemma. Talk about Sam Benton, Austin Zarnick coming back. Offsides or not, that play on Saturday afternoon riled me up. And then made me look stupid, but took me off the game and the players, I think, too. And good old Riddick slams Gaudreau and good fun. Let's talk about that. Every team, everywhere, the Hockey Podcast Network. Hey, hockey fans, the Hockey Podcast Network is bigger and better than ever. Hockey talk from all 31 teams also have a great new podcast out called Tales with TR, a hockey podcast. Two episodes in the books from Terry Ryan, former NHL player and just flat-out entertaining guy. You've heard him on Spittin' Chicklets. Now he's on the Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure you go and check that out. Flames fans, it's time to recap a couple games. Wow, I had that loud, didn't I? Sorry. (laughs) All right, let's recap Thursday night's game. The good old Maple Leafs come to town, and I made fun of the Canucks fans for pretty much a Leaf event in Vancouver. And last night, it was like a Leaf event in Edmonton. And you know what? It was quite a few in Calgary, too, but... You know, you got to look at it this way. It's, it wasn't as bad as the other two Canadian, Western Canadian stops. But you know what? There's a lot of them there. But it's the only time they get to cheer for that team because they only come here once. So obviously they're going to be a lot louder than us Flames fans who get 41 nights with our team. Anyways, who cares about that? Flames win 4-2. Big, big two points. John Tavares gets on the board right away. 824 mark his 13th of the year Hamannick about seven minutes later ties it up Hamannick yep his second of the year assist from Monahan and Gaudreau we are 1-1 after one in the second period Mitch Marner is the only tally his fifth of the year from Tavares and CC Toronto up two to one then Calgary gets going and I mean going and this was a fun 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 three minutes to start the third period Johnny Hockey gets on the board 19 seconds in, his eighth of the year from Backland, ties it at two. Frolik, his fourth in a fourth goal, third game in a row, I believe, with a goal for Frolik. Assist from Reader at the 159 mark, 3-2 Calgary. Then just under a minute later, Johnny Hockey again, his ninth of the year from Hamannick and Monahan, 4-2 Calgary, and that is the final. In a game that... You know what? I thought Calgary was pretty solid 
top to bottom. I was pretty impressed with this game. Um, I liked everything about it. I thought Talbot was good. I I thought it, it was just a good, good hockey game. Michael Backlund stood out to me. He was flat out amazing for the Flames. Killed a five on three all by himself. And I, and I mean it, all by himself. He was good. He was really, really good. I, I like his play lately. He's not, you know, gathering a bunch of points, but just very, very solid getting the job done. Then on Saturday afternoon, Carolina comes to town. A team that, you know what, I'm still not used to losing to this guy, these guys. I just feel like when you hear Carolina, it's like, oh, that should be two points, right? Well, not so much. Carolina's a good hockey team this year. They are 2011 and two. Yeah, they're really good. They win four to nothing in Calgary. Calgary doesn't even have a sniff in my mind. I thought the Flames are great in the first period. Great. I thought, we are on the road here. This is just going to go. And then they came out flat from there on out. Just just flat. No goals in the first. It was 0-0 after one. Brock McGinn gets his third of the year, gets the scoring going at the 12-35 mark. On a play that was flat out goofy, goofy goofy we're going to talk about that later in the show dougie hamilton scores on the power play two to nothing carolina and they are rolling and it was just a wild and crazy second period third period warren fogel gets his fifth at the 1505 mark three to nothing shorthanded goal 1957 he adds a shorty his six of the year there you know calgary was in this late and had tons and tons of power play chances but just couldn't capitalize just could not capitalize that second period the offsides controversy which we'll talk about here later on in the show was just kind of demoralizing kind of was a black eye on the game and and calgary really never got it going after that had numerous chances but just could not capitalize i didn't think monahan and or kachuk were on the top of their games i was wondering you know to me, it just kind of looked like Kachuk just wasn't right. I don't know. He missed the Thursday game with injury, and I just kind of, I kind of felt like maybe it's still lingering and and something that's still bothering him because he just didn't look Matthew Kachuk like. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Offsides or not? Touched on it a little bit in the in the game recap, but this was weird. And we'll add to the to the post on flamesunfiltered.com. Go on there, click on it. You can watch the play. I also put Brian Burke doing a little bit of a ex- explanation of this offsides. Now, it was not called offsides. Mark Jankowski failed to get the puck out. The puck got chipped in by the Carolina player while he was still in the zone. Then they both entered the zone on a two-on-one, and bang, it's in the net for a one-nothing lead. At first, I was, honestly, I was, like, yelling, who the hell couldn't get the puck out of the zone? Yep, Janko it is. And so I was pissed off at Jankowski. And I'm like, oh, wait, offsides. They're saying offsides. So then I watch a replay, and I'm just like, oh, that's offsides. That's no goal. I was relieved. I was like, oh, good. We caught a break. We we really caught a break. Then the announcement. 
The gold stanza was on sides. I'm like, what? Like I watched it three times and I, I, I was with the announcers on sports and I, how could this be, how could this not be reversed? Like, how could, how could we be wrong on this? And wow, Twitter went absolutely out of control and I'm guilty. I was on there too. And I was tweeting about it. We look like a bunch of Canucks fans on Twitter. I, I know we just did. We look bad, Calgary. We look bad. We look like a bunch of Canucks on there because that way we were all freaking. It was gong show city. And even the bench looked just really, really, really taken aback. I thought we just all just really looked taken aback. And I thought, how can this be wrong? And then Brian Burke explained it during the intermission. And I was like, oh man, I completely see what he's talking about. You're not offside until you touch the puck. Gauthier brings the puck into the offsides, into the zone offsides. Gauthier, but was not whistled down because he didn't touch it. And as he was outside the zone, McKinn tags up. And so it's on sides and a good goal. You can tag up. It's rule 83.3. And both of them were outside of the zone. If you watch the video. And I know some flames fans are still hanging their hat on this one. And I'm not sure why you're hanging your hat on this one, because if you do slow it down and you do watch it and you do read the rule in the rule book, it makes sense. What's the difference if you shoot it in one of your guys is off sides. You don't touch it just because it's right by you and you don't touch it doesn't mean it's not that you can't wait for your for the checkup i mean it's just it looked offsides as hell god i was freaking out but after i watched it and it was explained i'm like god that really makes sense it makes sense guys i don't know it caught me off guard though and boy did it have me worked up NHL news, opinions, and controversy. Healthy players equals roster dilemma. Sam Bennett, Austin, Zarnik are all but ready to get going here from injury. Zarnik's on LTIR right at the moment with the Flames because <laughs> they don't have cap room. Current lines, I'm going to run them down as they've been over this last few games and that's been kachuk lindholm majapani on the first dube monahan backland lucic ryan gaudreau reader jankowski frolik now the great dilemma is how do you figure out the lines when you have these two good players coming back from injury how will this seriously work i have a suggestion like i'm going to run down what i think and yes i'm trying not to disrupt these lines as much as possible i could go a little crazier than this and i but i'm going to hesitate from that because for once we've kind of stuck to things a little bit i think one of the downfalls of the flames have been this year and one of the things i kind of got on bill peters about and really probably the only thing i've ever gotten on bill peters about and that was that he jungled juggled lines a little bit too frequently for my liking so I looked at the lines and I thought, okay, when Zarnik got hurt, Zarnik had put together two or three really, really, really strong outings. 
So I have a hard time not giving him a chance to work his way back into the lineup. But who does he replace? We'll get to that solution here in a minute. Now, Sam Bennett, he's a guy, as much as people rip on him and his expectations have been much higher because of where he was drafted, let's get over it, Flames fans. He's not going to be a 30-goal scorer like a first-round pick should be. But he's still on the team. He's still a good player. He's still useful. So let's get the most out of him and quit bitching at him. So here's my suggestions. I think we keep the Lindholm, Majapani, Kachuk line together, even though I thought they were the worst line on Saturday. I know a lot of people love Majapani, and I'm not against him. I'm not at all. But I think we're giving him a little bit too much love. And I don't know if he deserves first-line minutes right now. But I'm going to go with it to kind of keep the, the cart going. So we keep that line together. Now moving on to the next line. Monaghan, Backlund, let's keep them together. I'm good with that. I think they've both been pretty good lately. Monaghan, not so much on Saturday. Backlund, I really, really liked him on Thursday. Let's put Gaudreau up there with them. And we did see that line with Gaudreau on it. So... Let's leave it. Okay. Now that third line. I think here's where you go Jankowski. And I everybody's freaking out now. Everybody's like, what the hell you have Jankowski out there? No, I get it. I'm not a hugest Jankowski fan. But he's a big body. Let's face it, guys. He wins face-offs. And he's critical to our penalty kill. Like it or not, he's a guy we need out there and we need him to get going. So let's put him at center with Bennett on his left, Froelich on his right. That gives you three lines top to bottom that are solid. Now that fourth line, let's go Lucci to Ryan and Dubé and keep that going. We'll put, or excuse me, let's move Dubé in where Gaudreau was and have Ryan center Dubé and Lucci. We did, we had that line earlier this season and it worked. It was one of the few lines working when Bill Peters lost his job. That was one of the few lines working, so let's go with it. You know, so I look at that, and I got Kachuk, Lindholm, Majapani, pretty good. Majapani needs to step it up a little bit. Gaudreau, Monaghan, Backlund. Gaudreau's going. Monty's been better. Backlund's been really good. Not putting up points, but doing everything else in his power to, to do I mean, I, other than putting up points, he's been very, very good. Let's put Bennett coming back from injury with Jankowski in a red hot for a leak. And don't, and don't argue with me. Jankowski's been better lately too, guys. And then we got Ryan, who's been really good with Dubé, who I think has been great, and Lucic, who's been much better. Now we have Reader and Zarnik as extras, and I still am a proponent that we do not play Lucic every single game. He needs to go in in games when we need that kind of guy in. And when we don't need that kind of guy in, we put in Reader or Zarnik, and we have Zarnik, Ryan Dubé, or Reader, Ryan Dubé. That's a good line. That is a great depth line. You guys, this team is deep. We're getting scoring now from our first line and our top players. And we're finally getting production from our, you know, our depth guys too. We really got this. This is actually going in the right direction, guys. Minus Saturday, which is, I think we just need to crumple it up and throw it in the garbage. 
Inside Edge Hockey News. Bringing you inside the game. Let's roll through some Flames news. And the first thing I want to talk about in Flames news today is David Riddick. I loved his quote the other day. Not even sure what day it was. I think it maybe might have been Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Wednesday. He was asked about Johnny Gaudreau and if Johnny Gaudreau is back. Is Johnny Gaudreau back? And you know what Riddick says? He still can't score on me, so I don't know. Is he back? You got to love a good jab on a teammate when things are going well. This is a great sign, you guys. Riddick is a glue guy in this locker room. He's a good teammate, and the players love him. To me, this is a locker room that looks like they're getting closer every single day as the season progresses. And you know what? Think about your workplace or think about your friends. Think about anything. When you're giving each other a little business, ribbing them a little bit, cutting it up a little bit, usually means you like them. Yep. Some other Flames news. Matthew Phillips sent back down to Stockton of the American Hockey League. Didn't even get to see him. Didn't even get to see him. I was kind of hoping he'd get in a game. Austin Zarnick back from a conditioning stint in Stockton. He's been put on long-term IR because of cap restraints. He's ready to go. Sam Bennett looks ready to go too as he has been skating with the team and a return pending soon. I'm sure we'll hear news tomorrow at practice on Monday about Tuesday night's roster. I think we'll see both those guys back. Not sure how they're going to do the lines up. Maybe they'll take my suggestion. Probably not. TJ Brody played his 600th game in the National Hockey League on Saturday versus Carolina. Congratulations to TJ Brody. He's had a wild and crazy year this year, and I'm really, really happy he's back healthy because you know what? Since he's been back, he's been bang on. Every team, everywhere, the Hawk Podcast Network. Hey, the Hockey Podcast Network and Flames Unfiltered is very excited to announce a partnership with Gong Show Hockey Apparel. Check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter. Check out the weekly contest. Win yourself some cool, cool stuff from Gong Show Hockey Apparel. Every team, everywhere, the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, guys, time for Harvey's Doghouse. This is something we do on every Sunday night show. Sunday night we record, Monday it comes out on the Hockey Podcast Network. You can also check out this show on flamesunfiltered.com with all kinds of other flame stuff. So check that out, flamesunfiltered.com. Check out the show every Monday morning and Thursday morning on the Hockey Podcast Network. This week's person in Harvey's doghouse, and don't freak out on me too hard. Don't tweet me too bad on this one. And don't yell at me too much, but I'm going David Riddick. <laughs> and it's this is a soft one, okay? This isn't the Harvey's dog host I had earlier this year on Jankowski or Johnny Gaudreau or any of those guys. This is just a soft one. Because it's really hard to pick somebody in the dog host when you got points 
racked up lately like the flames have hell last episode i just skipped it because it's like oh man i don't know i can't yell at anybody we're playing good it's pretty hard to pick but I, i i had to do this because i thought the second goal that he let in on hamilton on saturday was really really weak and it brought me back to a couple earlier in the week that riddick just looked a little bit out of whack he also made a save right after he let in that hamilton goal where he angled it to go into the corner but it shot into the other corner now i'm just kind of he just looked a little bit out of whack lately now he's been good and never mind that he, you know he's made a ton of 10 bell saves lately but i thought the hamilton goalie should have made an easy glove save with that but you know what else got me going and made me do this was his playing of the puck. I almost wish we wouldn't have let him hang around Smith so much. But he comes out in the first period to play the puck, very relaxed. And it's good to be relaxed and patient. But when you have two Carolina guys right on top of you, you probably better move the puck quicker. Now, if those Carolina guys would have been paying attention and not caught off guard by Riddick's craziness, that's what happened. They were just like, oh my God, is this really happening? They didn't even go after because they were just like, really? But they could have easily stolen that puck and went right in and scored on a no goalie. Riddick's got to clean it up on those basics, move the puck right away. And yes, I know he makes all the big saves and he does. I'm a pro Riddick guy. I like him a lot and I trust him. But I just wish he would clean up with those little couple things fan question this week we did a facebook poll our good friends on facebook at flame or calgary flames fan page and flames hub help me out on this one we got a poll and i like it i like it i like it i like it we got some really smart flames fans you guys we really do there's some goofballs but there's goofballs everywhere but we got a lot of really really educated and smart flames fans on this facebook pages I recommend you go join those groups because it is a lot of fun. We talk Flames hockey every single day on those. Question is, should the Flames remove the interim tag on Jeff Ward? A lot of, lot of responses. 200 plus responses to the poll. 84% said, yes, we should. And 16% said no. Now, here's where I wonder, guys. I just called all of you guys very, very, very educated, and I really think you are. But why would we remove it? Why? Is he threatening to leave? No. Why would you not leave it on until the end of the season? There's no rush for this. There's no need to rush into this. I don't think the team's going to. Quite honestly, I think they're going to investigate him further. Then they're going to watch his success over the season. Not just two weeks. Flames fans, don't forget, when this season started, what was the most important thing that lied ahead of us? Yes, we have to win enough to get into the playoffs. We know that, so don't freak out on me. But was what was the most important thing? Our postseason success. 
How about we see how Jeff Ward handles this team, how the team handles it, how the coach handles the postseason, and then we determine if he's the guy. Yes, he's been wonderful so far. Seems like the players like him. The system's working. We're winning games. But come on, guys. Like, why are we jumping into this? We can't do a knee-jerk reaction. It's good where it is. Let's just let her roll. Let's see what playoff success is from this team and the coaching staff. Game previews. One game to preview before we record our next show, and that is Tuesday night as the Pittsburgh Penguins come to Calgary for their one stop of the year. Pittsburgh currently 19-10-4, 42 points. In the Metro, they stand in fourth place. Saturday night, they beat the Los Angeles Kings 5-4 in a shootout, minus Crosby and minus Malkin. Crosby's out with an injury. He will not play Tuesday in Calgary. Malkin missed Saturday due to illness and should be back in the lineup against the Calgary Flames. Calgary currently sits 18, 13, and 4, 40 points, second in that Pacific Division. Climbing, climbing, trying to catch that first place Arizona Coyotes. That is crazy to say, isn't it? It's hard, hard to think that that's the case. And now rumors are all over the place that Taylor Hall may end up there. I don't know. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. Is that something that Flames fans worry about? I don't know. Maybe that's a question for the next episode. It's probably a good one. I'll find out. Let's do a little poll on that one. Anyways, Calgary's coming off a 4 to nothing loss Saturday to Carolina. We've talked tons and tons about that on this show. And it looks like Talbot will get the start on Tuesday night as Calgary tries to get things back on track. This team has been red, red hot. And they couldn't have responded better to the turmoil and the horrible start to the season. But now it's time to respond from this loss. It's time to get back on track. Time to get things going. Great, great games lately. Everybody enjoy the holiday season and let's enjoy some more Flames wins. Get connected. Flames Unfiltered can be found on Twitter at Flame Unfiltered. And also make sure you check out our Facebook page at Flames Unfiltered. Check out host Brad Brood on Twitter at Brad Brood. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find Flames Unfiltered on all the major podcast players. Consider subscribing to Inside Edge Hockey News on Patreon. That'll get you exclusive content and much more. Thanks again and enjoy the hockey Thanks for tuning in to Flames Unfiltered. Check back for more action-packed Calgary Flames talk. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This has been a production of Inside Edge Hockey News Radio, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This production is copyrighted and distributed by the Inside Edge Hockey Media Group. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.